Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Tuesday. It's February 8th. It's 2022. We have 10 NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by my good buddy, one of my best friends in the industry, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. What's happening, my dude? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Uh, it's another day, another slate. Uh you know, this one's maybe right on the edge, but, you know, we had five games, I think, day before. Um, so going to 10 games today, wish it was maybe eight, right? But that's okay. Um, you know, all-star break is coming up, so I know, you know, uh, real soon everybody's going to be, 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 you know, getting excited for that. So just glad to be here, man. Uh, always a pleasure to get on. I, I, I consider this an honor every time I can get on the morning grind. Always good to come to work. So ready to roll. Well, it's crazy, right? Because there's 10 games today. There's six Wednesday. There's seven Thursday and seven Friday. So like just move like, like two games. And I know there's so much more complication than what we ask for sometimes. And like, I get that. <laughs> I'm just saying, how cool would it have been if they moved like two games from tomorrow and, and make like Wednesday an eight gamer and we got like an eight, 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 seven, seven. Um, and, and like Saturday, I think Saturday has a bunch of games because there's not a ton of games on Sunday for obvious reasons. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, the all star break right around the corner. Trade deadline's coming up too. Um, yeah. You know, that's obviously something. We're going to see big, a lot of big and move, talk about Karis Levert. Yeah. I mean, Levert, I think the Knicks, you know, we could potentially see them move some pieces here. Um, Portland. So I think with, with late swap now, I don't think it's as much of a big deal, but I mean, you remember, you know, a couple of years ago when you couldn't late swap and like seven o'clock lock was seven o'clock lock and you just kind of, who that those trade news and all that stuff was um it was scary <laughs> yeah yeah it was i mean 
<laughs> I remember those days. God. I okay, so I always liked FanDuel doing that. I, I liked having two options. I, I liked when I'd had time, I would play on both sites and you know be able to adjust on DraftKings. But when I didn't have time, I would play more on FanDuel because everybody's lineup locked. And if something happened, it happened and you moved on or you benefited from it sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, whew, those are the days. Yeah, they were. Um, it, it's really interesting you, you brought that up because there was an edge to that built in itself, right? Like if yeah. if you weren't afraid to take certain chances, like you you would be rewarded at the end of the night if you got it right. Because people just couldn't, there was nothing you could do after seven o'clock. Whatever happened was going to happen, you know? So I, I, I'm with you, man. I do remember those days for sure. All right, let's jump in here and um, let's get rocking. We've got 10 games. We've got a lot to get through. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Don't worry about that. Like we always do. Phoenix at Philadelphia, two sixteen and a half total here. Philly, a two and a half point favorite. Phoenix, second end of a back to back, so we won't have an injury report for them until you know later. And then on the 76er side of things, Shake Milton out, uh, Ben Simmons still out, and Tybal is questionable. So starting with the Phoenix side, I mean, we've seen them countless times this year have no problem rolling out you know, Paul and Booker, big minutes on second end of back-to-back. So I think for the most part, you know, we're going to see them play their guys. You know, the one person that I think I'm the, like I'm concerned the most with is probably DeAndre Ayton. Um, what are your thoughts here on Phoenix? Um, yeah, DeAndre Ayton definitely probably will sit. Um, Phoenix is on a back-to-back and they are playing Philly. Um, so they're probably gonna gonna run into some problems trying to deal with Joel and B. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm not saying this is gonna be a, a lopsided game because, you know, clearly Phoenix has been playing great. I mean, they're 42 and 10, Stevie. Like I don't even think people really realize that, and they're and they're on their way to 43 and 10. They're 20 and five on the road, Stevie. 20 and five away from home. And they play fantastic basketball. And that's with DeAndre Ayton missing several games this season. Uh, Devin Booker missing several games. Just getting um, uh, uh, Jay Crowder back. And Cam Johnson's had to step up. It's been a good team. Now, now outside of that, I know, you know, you guys want to hear about fantasy. Um, I, I don't know if I want to play any of these guys because – Sorry, folks. They're all priced up now. Uh, Mikael Bridges is 6,200. You know, uh, Book is 93. Chris Paul is 95. And they have earned these prices over a series of weeks. But I, I still think they're they're borderline a little bit too expensive for me. Yeah, I mean, Aiden getting in foul trouble on Monday night might actually help his chances of playing on uh, on tonight, Tuesday night. So, uh, but, yeah, Monte Williams doing a fantastic job with the Phoenix Suns. I think in tournaments, I think you take shots on Booker or Paul. Outside of that, I mean, I think Bridges is someone you could definitely, you know, fire some tournament shots at. And, I mean, Jay Crowder, 4,100, he's cheap, assuming that he plays the second end of a back-to-back. Uh, I don't hate that. On the Philadelphia side, 
I mean, I sound like a broken record, I feel like, but really the only person that I have interest in is Joel Embiid. He is the offense. Um, his usage is insane. The ceiling is very high in any matchup. Um, yeah, could you take shots on, like, Seth Curry? He's 5,400 playing 35-plus minutes a night. Sure. Tobias Harris is 8,200. The dude hasn't had a 50 fantasy point game since the middle of January. Um, I mean, it's just like he's not going to consistently pay off that price tag. Maxi, yeah, he has good games from time to time, but is he going to do it against Phoenix? Probably not. So, I, I mean, I'll, I'll listen to you, Will, here, but overall for me, it's probably only in beat. Oh, yeah, that's the same thing for me. And, I mean, he's 12K, so, you know, he's earned that 12K, right? Like, I mean yeah. – Man, he's been a, a monster here, really, this last stretch of the season. Like, I don't want to say for the past 10 games. I mean, Stevie, this is going on, what, probably 20 games now? I mean, he's been insane. Uh, so I, I I love Embiid here. I think he's definitely the top player. I don't want to play Max at 7,400. don't want to play Tobias at 82. Um, I'm with you, Justin Embiid. I mean, you look at it this way too, right? Um, yeah, and B's a fantastic play, but he might not be the best play on the slate. Um, so, right. I uh, just, it's tough because I don't know. It's it just, it's tough because you're like, all right, you know, we have Giannis going up against the Lakers, that situation, Boston, Brooklyn. So we have like two, like, it sets up as like two uber competitive games. And, and I mean, you got Luca at Detroit and the matchup doesn't get much better than that. If you think Detroit can stay close. So, um, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it as we're going. I just wanted to say like, Embiid's definitely my favorite. If I was going to play someone from Philly or, you know, try to kind of game stack this game, hoping for a higher scoring game. So we got the Pacers and the Hawks, Indiana, Atlanta, 229 total here atlanta a nine point favorite looking at the injury report here brogdon upgraded to questionable not already ruled out isaiah jackson questionable tj mcconnell ricky rubio miles turner tj warren all out still on the atlanta side of things gallinari's questionable lou williams doubtful and john collins expected to play he's probable uh so let's start here with indiana what do you like here for the pacers uh, no one. I, I, I don't, I don't like this, especially if Brogdon comes back. I mean, that's just going to muddy the water even more. Um, so I, I don't really want to play anyone, Stevie. Um, you know, with Sabonis back, he's probably going to be playing limited minutes. Like I, I don't see Sabonis getting up into the 35, 30, you know, I think, I think they're going to limit his minutes, you know, with this, this weird situation there with this team in terms of a rebuild. And to be honest, Stevie, with the, with the way this team is playing, and, and I've talked about this on, you know, uh, uh, the food for thought part as well, but do we not realize this team just started going downhill when they fired Nate McMillan? Like, think about it. They were doing fine, making the playoffs, playing hard, and you go and fire a good coach, and then all of a sudden this team is just a mess. They brought in Rick Carlisle. This team is still a mess. Now they're in rebuild mode. Just, just awful uh, what, what they did there. At any rate, 
I, I don't want to play anyone from Indiana. I just I just think too many too many variables. Uh, if Brogdon's out, maybe you can play some of these guys like Sykes or Washington or Duarte or you know Holiday or something like that. But nobody feels like I, I have to play them. Yeah, I think the player that I'd have the most interest in if Brogdon doesn't play in this game would be um, Washington Jr. Uh, I think he, uh, Dwayne, like Dwayne Washington, like he's just already getting like super consistent minutes, plenty of shot attempts over 13 and four the last five games. Um, He would be the guy that if Brogdon sits, I mean, I think his floor even goes higher now that like Levert's gone. So um, we've seen Justin Holiday and Tory Craig just sit in corner. Sabonis is going to get his. He's just a little pricey. I think Dwayne Washington Jr. or Duarte um, type players would be the guys if Brogdon doesn't play. If Brogdon plays, they probably play nobody from the Pacers. On the Atlanta side of things, I mean – the defense has been terrible for the Pacers. Um, Trey young is expensive, but he's not as expensive as some of these other like high end studs on the slate, the wing position, Bogdanovich Hunter Herder, all these guys kind of healthy. If Gallinari sits, obviously could open up a few extra minutes because he plays about 25 minutes a night. What are your thoughts here on the Hawks? Yeah, the Hawks are an interesting team to me. Um, because most people, most of this team is healthy now, or pretty much everybody's healthy. You know, Cam Reddish is gone. I know Collins has um, got the Q tag, but he's probable. Gallinari, you know, he's questionable. But still, like, I don't feel like Gallinari moves the needle too much for me anymore. Uh, Clint Capella is kind of in this weird, you know, low 20 minutes role right now. Um but at some point, you got to think he's going to pop. I don't know when that is. But at 5500 Stevie, I think that, that price is getting a little bit closer for us to start taking pulling the trigger on, on some tournament lineups. Um, you know, DeAndre Hunter at 4600 he's playing big minutes. So if you want to get some exposure to him in a game that they should win, uh, he should be able to score the basketball. I, I don't hate that at all. Uh, you know, you've got Trey Young at 9800 and he could pop off too. But for me, I, I I don't know if this game is competitive enough for me to invest 9,800 in them. I think for me, tournament play, Capella at 5,500, I think just taking a shot. If he gets 25 minutes, he could put up 35 here, possibly, you know, get close to 40. Like, this is the guy we, we've seen what he can do. Uh, and I think DeAndre Hunter, those are some of my, my favorites. Kevin Hurd's playing minutes too now, of course, but I, I feel like I like Hunter a little bit more. Do you think, are you worried like with like Collins probable for this game that like Capella is just not going to get that run? I, well, I, I think I'm less worried about the run and and more interested in his price. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the price is I'm fantastic. just taking a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Capella getting 30 minutes at 5,500 would be one of the highest zone players on the slate. No doubt about it. Um, so. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm just super concerned with Atlanta outside of like Trey Young in general. And like Trey Young's kind of at that price where most nights he probably doesn't beat me. Could have a good game, but most nights he probably doesn't beat me. 
Yeah. All right. We got Boston at Brooklyn, 216 and a half total here. Boston, five point favorite. Uh, looking at the Boston side first, Dozier still out. Um, and then on the Brooklyn side, LaMarcus Aldridge out, Claxton questionable, Kevin Durant out, uh, James Harden questionable, Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, and Paul Millsap out. I mean, we'll start with Boston, but I also think that Boston, a lot of it depends on Brooklyn. Does James Harden play? No, I have zero interest in Boston. Does James Harden play? Yes. All right. Now we can start talking Jason Tatum. We can start talking Williams. Um, what are your thoughts on Boston? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm in the same boat. We're probably going to agree on a lot of this today because and it's really more about the pricing. Like if Jason Tatum's and he's not going back to his price, I'm just talking. If Jason Tatum is 8K, I don't really care as much about it because he's playing Brooklyn. But at, at 9,800, like, or 9,900, like, I need him to score 50 just to feel good about it. And so that feels less likely with James Harden not playing. And then we already know Kyrie Irving is not playing because they're they're at Brooklyn. So that ugh, that just – it it's ugly for me. Um, I don't know if I'll play. I, I, I would probably play some of these cheap guys from Brooklyn just because some of them may still get there. But I, I don't know if I'm playing anyone of significance from Boston. Yeah. Again, like if Harden plays and you want to run it back like a Williams, I could see Robert Williams having a really strong game here, you know. I could see Tatum showing up big for a game like this. Uh, I mean, if Schroeder got the minutes, I could see him doing well. Um, it's just the minutes for him. So on Brooklyn side, if Harden plays, he is in a fantastic lock and load spot. Don't care his price. The usage is just going to be – it's going to be outrageous. And the fact that he's coming off of a really bad game makes it even better. Because I just I love the spot for him. Obviously, I like the spot for like a Cameron Thomas at forty eight hundred. I don't think that depends on Harden or not. Um, you know, you could potentially you know take a few other shots here with Brooklyn. Um, I mean, Claxton, depending on his injury situation. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Nets? Yeah, the Nets are very interesting because, like you said. If Harden plays, my goodness, um, he's 11-2, Stevie. If they're going to keep this game anywhere remotely close, like you got to think it's because of him. You got Patty Mills at 5,800. If the game stays remotely close, you got to think he's going to contribute as well. Now, at 58, I don't feel as good about it. Um, you know, you got Blake Griffin, who's played, who played 30 minutes against Denver. If he's going to get 30 minutes against Boston, uh, I don't hate that. Of course, you know – be more advantageous if Nick Claxton just kind of sat, um, you know, and then you're going to end up with this odd collection of guys like the Bruce Browns and DeAndre Bimberies, Um, and they're going to have to play minutes. And so that's where I think I end up with all of these cheaper, cheaper players. Um, if Harden plays, they're probably a necessary evil on this slate. 
All right. We got the Clippers going into Memphis. 228 total in this game. Memphis, a seven-point favorite. Looking at the injury reports, uh, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard still out. And then on the Memphis side, Dylan Brooks out. Let's start with the Clippers here. Uh, what do you like here for L.A.? Ooh, Stevie, you know. I, I, do, I don't like much against Memphis. And the reason why I mentioned that, some of it's the pricing, like, Okay, so Norman Powell, 7K. Came in, played 24 minutes, Stevie, 28 points. Is he going to get more minutes? Sure seems like it. I mean, Reggie Jackson just disappeared once Norman Powell got going in the second half. Like, he just he just disappeared. Uh, so I, I'm anxious to see, you know, how that all comes together. And so, I, but but Norman Powell is also seven K. It's not like he's five K. So I don't want to invest there. I don't want to play Reggie Jackson. You know, Amir Coffee and Luke Kennard, you know, Terrence Mann at thirty eight hundred. These guys are really low priced, but I don't know what's going to be you know become of their minutes on a nightly basis now. Uh, you know, with with these new guys in town, Robert Covington, he played twenty three minutes, played well in twenty three minutes, but. I, I don't know what to expect. Serge Ibaka, he played 20 minutes. Zubat played, I think, 20, roughly 20 minutes. I think Zubat played, I know he played 12 minutes in the first half. Yeah, 19 minutes. I can't take shots on anybody on this team. It, it's too much going on um, until, unless we get some clear, defined roles. Yeah, so I think my favorite play would be Norman Powell. He played six first half minutes the other night so he played 18 minutes in the second half of that game yeah, oh reggie jackson didn't see the floor basically in the second half he I'm had will in his first game with the clippers he had a 35.7 percent usage rate um so if you get that 30 minutes with that type of usage from norman powell i mean the clippers with paul george out with Kawhi still out I mean, they're kind of just shipping this season, it seems like now. And I mean, I think you have to, you have to like Norman Powell. Um, this is basically a year off for Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah, basically. Um, and, and, you know, <laughs> what stinks is it's happened for Paul George a couple times. I really want to see him healthy, man. Um, Memphis side. Memphis side's interesting because the Clippers, they, I mean, they just don't play defense at all. The Memphis side is juicy. John Morant, he's got to be low-owned on this slate, right, Will? With all these guys over 10K in fantastic spots, our boy Ja just has to be low-owned here. Yeah, I mean, you got to think so. I mean, especially when you look at the price. It's kind of like what we were doing with uh, DeJounte Murray, right? All TV year. Where you know, he, he was just kind of this weird price range where he's good enough to play him, but are, but people are, I think, still afraid to play him because of his past role. Well, his new role, he's going off. And kind of the same thing with Ja. Stevie, do you remember last season when we would come on this podcast and get Ja, like, at 7,100, 72? And remember, we're like, man, we're pod committed. We're just going to keep playing him. Gone are the days of $7,100 Ja Morant. At 10-1, I'm with you, Stevie. He could put on a masterful performance here. Uh, 
against the Clippers. He, he really could. Yeah, I think him and maybe like a triple J ceiling spot um, type of games are where I would attack this Memphis team, maybe taking a shot on Melton in large field tournaments. He doesn't play a ton of minutes, but when he's hot, he could have big games. Um, I like this game. I think this game has the potential to be like really high scoring. I'm with you 100%. Houston at New Orleans taking on the Pelicans. 228 total here. New Orleans seven point favorite in this one on the Houston side. Eric Gordon is questionable, which could open up some very useful minutes. And then on the Pelican side, I mean, Hernan Gomez is out. Temple is questionable and Zion's still out. Um, talk about a year off. We, we all want one. Zion to be back, man. Um, but that guy just cannot stay healthy Listen, either. I keep saying it. I, I, Zion is starting to, to feel. I'm, I don't, I'm not saying he is. Man, it's starting to feel like a Greg Oden situation. Oh, my gosh. I was just thinking the same thing. Like, right before yeah. you said it, like, I was like, man. Now, I think I think there's a lot more potential for Zion, but, I mean. Yeah. We'll have to see. We haven't. I mean, from what we've seen, <laughs> a, lot yeah. of people with, a lot of people with top shots definitely want Zion to come <laughs> back and play. Listen, when he's on the court. He's sensational. He's I'm about to go. I'm about to go court. look me up some Zion rookie cards. Have they come down enough where I should buy some? Um, <laughs> anyway, Houston side. Will any interest here in the Rockets? Yeah, if Eric Gordon says I'm going to have tons of interest. Um, you know, I think I kind of talked about this before. Like, you know, what were they going to do? Stevie, do you know Jason Tate played 32 minutes the other night against the same Pelicans team? It's amazing what happens when Eric Gordon just doesn't play. Um, so at 5,100, he, did, he didn't flash the complete upside, but now I can play him again at 5,100 because of the minutes. Like, if he's going to get 30 minutes, he's got 40-point possibility in him. So uh, I, I like that price. Um, you know, even, even Jalen Green now at 5K – I don't hate playing him with Eric Gordon going. That's going to open it up a little bit more for him to play. So now I'm a lot more interested in these younger wings. Kevin Porter Jr. is 5,600, Stevie. Uh, it feels like a misprice to me. So I, th- those three guards or three wing players, and I know they, um, you know, Tate is more power forward, but I, I like those guys. I mean, I think these are good prices if Eric Gordon sits for sure. I would definitely be looking at Kevin Porter Jr.'s like assist prop tomorrow. Um, if you can get that at like six and a half, I think even at seven, um, I would take the over in that. You know, he's just he's consistently getting assists right now. Uh, so check that prop. Um, it'd probably come in at like seven, and I don't even hate that. I think six and a half would be gorgeous. So, um, yeah, I like KPJ, man. I always have interest in him. If Eric Gordon sits, a ton of interest in Jason Tate. I even have some interest in Jalen uh, Green as well. New Orleans side of things, I mean, Brandon Ingram, he can have big games. It looks like you know he wants to kind of be that like usage guy right now. And when 
when he's demanding the ball and has the usage, like 36% usage against Houston the other night, if he's going to have like that type of usage, you have to have interest in him at 9,200. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, So the thing about Ingram is, when he's on, he's on. Like, let's look at the past couple of games, Stevie. Just scored at such a high clip 26 points, 23 points, 33 points. Like, that's what we want. Um, but outside of that, Stevie, the assists. Yeah. 12 assists back to back games. And, and, and look, four at Detroit, six against the Knicks, six against Boston. Like, I, those are numbers I can get behind where you're going to score 25 points, six assists, seven assists. These are good numbers, um, and, and I need to be on the prowl for a Brandon Ingram assist prop. If we can get it anywhere around four and a half, which I doubt at this point because of the back-to-back huge games and they're playing Houston, but if we can get it anywhere around that number, Stevie, uh, sign me up. And he is at six on prize picks currently. I, I still might consider the over there. I, I, I'll, I'll think about it. Uh, I will. I will think about it for sure. But um, but yeah, I, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a great play against Houston. I think you know this matchup really should yield some good results for us. Um, I think my question here is, and, and this is something that's interesting. We've got JV at eighty three hundred. Um, only played twenty seven minutes, and you know, it's one of those spots where it's like okay. Can he, can he, can he hit a 50 spot against Houston? I think the answer is yes. The problem is I don't, I don't, I don't want to play him and uh, BI. So I think JV is going to sit, sit on the shelf for me, but I, I do, I do somewhat like him in this spot, even though Houston's going to be really running up and down the court. I think there is some big time negative correlation looking at usages and stuff like that for Ingram and Valanciunas. Um, Josh Hart, he's 6,500. He's kind of right on that price tag where it's like, yeah, I mean, if he has a few extra shots going, he could definitely pay off. Um, but, I mean, realistically, Brandon Ingram's probably the only guy that I have interest in here on the Pelican side of things. Detroit at Dallas. 215 total here at Dallas, a... 10-point favorite in this one. On the Detroit side, Cade Cunningham is questionable. Josh Jackson, Sabian Lee, Isaiah Livers all out. And then on the Dallas side, Sterling Brown is questionable. Tim Hardaway, Maxi Keebler, and Porzingis all still out. So starting with Detroit, I mean, I think if Cade sits, you could take shots on Bay. I just, I don't like this game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you can borderline scratch it off. The problem is Luca's got so much upside. Like, Luca could drop 40 in the first half on this team. And I think that's the scary part because he, he's just been doing it in such a plethora of ways. But, um, yeah, I, I don't want to play anyone from Detroit. I Yeah, this is, def- this is a scratch-off game for me for sure. Um, even even Bay with him being sixty seven hundred, I know he's going to play big minutes, but um, I, I'm not willing to invest that in him. I, I rather put those allocate those funds to to different players. I think if you're playing 
I, I think if Cunningham sits and if you're playing Luca, Bay is not a bad run back option. Um, but yeah, I just I look at this game and I'm like, eh, eh. Hayes, I, I mean, you could take shots on him maybe. Um, but on the Dallas side, I mean, I like Luca. I think he has massive ceiling in this game. It's just, you know, it goes back to that conversation of where do we rank Luca among Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Harden, potentially, um, LeBron and Anthony Davis, you know, type plays. Like, you know, there are some question marks at the top today. And these are the slates that are fun when like any five to eight of these like studs, you know, can go for 70 plus fantasy points. Yeah, I think for me, in, in terms of Luca, it's all about the first half for me. Um, and look, we've seen it all, Steve. We think Dallas is going to handle his team at home, and then you look up at the end of the night in the fourth quarter, and it's like 85 to, you know, 78, and Luca keeps playing and Bay keeps playing. All in all, though, I feel like Dallas should win this game. You know, Luca's going to be the best player on the floor. Um, like I said, for me, it's all about the first half, you know. Does Luca get 35-40 in the first half? If he does, I think we're on our way to a huge night. Um, if not, he'll still probably get us 50-60, but that 70-point ceiling probably will not show up. Um, but but I am willing to roll the dice on him at that price. Now, Jalen Brunson at 6,900, while he's been playing okay, I just think he's overpriced, don't want to play him. Uh, Stevie, did you know Reggie Bullock scored 22 real points in the previous game, 20 points in the game before that, 23 points, 10, 23. Reggie Bullock is on a scoring frenzy, Stevie. And I don't think anybody's really been paying attention because they haven't wanted to play him. And now he's 5,600, definitely not paying that price. Uh, but just did want to point that out. Uh, he's doing what we all, I think, expected Dorian Finney-Smith to do. And that yes. is just not materializing. So, um, those are kind of the guys that I like. I know Dwight Powell's getting big minutes now. And, you know, he's probably going to score 25 to 30 fantasy points. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Check the price on Yahoo and FanDuel on Bullock. You might be able to get him a little bit cheaper over there. And, I mean, the minutes are there, so definitely don't hate that. Dwight Powell's going to play solid minutes, too. Um I just I worry about like this game going small, you know, do we see Isaiah Stewart and like Powell get off the floor in this game and this game goes super small. My biggest concern with both of those guys. Uh, New York yeah. at Denver, 217 and a half total here. Denver, six and a half point favorite. New York, second end of a back to back. We won't have a report for them. Murray Porter Jr. still out. Austin Rivers questionable for Denver. Uh, starting here with the Knicks, I'm worried about playing any of these guys right now. Um, with the trade deadline, it, it seems like there, there's a lot of talks around this team right now. I do hope that like I can continue to get like three free throw prop on um, RJ Barrett on Prize Picks every day because he's just been absolutely smashing the over on three free throws every day. Yeah, and New York-Denver, you know, as long as this team, they're playing in Utah tonight, so they're going to have a similar feel 
in Denver, Stevie. Now, of course, Denver's, you know, the elevation is a little bit higher than Utah, but it's still like I, I don't feel like they'll have to make maybe as major of an adjustment as if they were flying all the way cross country the night the same day or the same night. You know what I mean? So I, I like the spot for them. I think, you know, are, are they going to be able to, you know, show up and play well? They should. Denver hasn't been playing great defense. So the only thing for me is RJ Baird is 7K. Uh, and he does have some upside, but man, at 7K. So I said, get that free throw prop. Don't worry about paying that price tag. <laughs> if, oof, it feels so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. Uh, but I'm with you. Take the free throw and run. Uh, Julius Randle is 8,800. Prices come down quite a bit. Um, Drop the 60 bomb on the Lakers. No surprise. Narrative Street there. For all you Narrative Street people, if you play, play Julius Randle against the Lakers, I mean, it worked out beautifully. 32 and 16. I think this is the upside that we've been waiting for with Julius Randle. 18 and 12 against, um, against Memphis. 17, 9 and 4. Didn't cut it against Sacramento on a better spot. But that's okay. Um, you know, we look at what he's done tonight. And I, I do have the numbers pulled up 24, four and two, not stellar, but what I'm, what, what I'm seeing though, Stevie, the score is picking back up and they will need his scoring here in this spot. So at 8,800, I don't mind taking a shot. He wants to get traded is what it is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Denver side of things. I mean, it's usually Jokic that, I mean, you could take shots on, Will Barton, but at his price, he's not someone that I, you know, typically will have a ton of exposure to. Uh, but I mean, right now it's just Jokic. He's just, I don't think I like Jokic as much as the other studs on the slate. I will say that, but I think that he has the highest ceiling among these guys. Yeah. I've been hoping we could get Jokic back under 12 K TV and that's just not happening. <laughs> I've been sitting here waiting like, man, When's the night we get him at 11-2, 11-1, 11-5? It's not happening. Uh, he just continues to crush uh, at 12-6. You know, he's one of says, I, I, I don't hate it at all. Like, I, I think uh, I think he's going to be fine. I, I like the price. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to roll, roll the dice at, at that price for sure. All right. Let's roll here to the game that, I mean, I think a lot of us are the most excited for. Oh, man. Milwaukee, LA, taking on the Lakers, 230 and a half total here. Milwaukee is a four-point favorite. I mean, George Hill's out, Brooke Lopez is out, and then on the Lakers side of things, Carmelo's out, Anthony Davis and LeBron are probable, none remains out, uh, and, Le and Dwight Howard is questionable, so... The stars are aligning in L.A. We're going to get Giannis against Anthony Davis, LeBron, Westbrook, Middleton, Drew. I, I mean, preseason, this could have been like a, oh, is this a finals, you know, type matchup here? Um, I think a lot of us would have thought that. So let's start with the Bucks. Giannis against the Lakers. Will, I'd be a crazy man not to have him ranked very high on my list today. Oh, yeah, top two for sure uh, in my book. Top two for sure. Uh, 1A, 1B of James Harden plays, in my opinion, in terms of pure studs, right? Yeah, just pure raw points. Yeah. He's up at the top of the list. Yeah, yeah, because I do feel like this game should 
air quotes here, should be one of the more competitive games, especially with LeBron bat. Um, so I, I love Giannis here. Uh, and, and that's probably about it for me um, f- from Milwaukee. Like Chris Middleton at 78, I don't hate it. Drew at 8K, I think is a little bit too expensive. Like I know he dropped 60 against the Clippers, but that's the Clippers. Like this, this is the Lakers. And I, I do feel like the Lakers are going to play slightly better. If for nothing else, having LeBron back should help this team uh, with confidence and, and fluidity and continuity. So uh, I, I like the spot here. I think Giannis, to me, is for sure the number one player on the slate. The other question here is, do we look at, like, a Bobby Portis? Do we look at, like, a Drew? Do we look at a Middleton? And I think the answer to that question is yes. I mean, this game has the fireworks for multiple bucks to pay off. Um, I mean... Portis is 6,600. He's coming off of back-to-back 40-plus fantasy games. They can use his size here a little bit. Um, I definitely like him. Drew, obviously, he's someone that's very capable. We know Middleton's very capable of big games. I would probably rank them Portis, Drew, Middleton. I mean, Will, it's a point guard against the Lakers. We have to have some interest in Drew. (laughs) I know. I, listen, I get it, man. It's just a price at 8K. I think for me, Stevie, I'm going to get my Drew Holiday exposure on uh, on Prize Picks, and, which I is mean, right completely fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got Drew at 17 and a half points. Uh, his assist prop hasn't come out yet. Uh, rebound prop hasn't come out, and of course. Uh, points, rebounds, assists hasn't come out. Three-pointers made hasn't come out. But they, they'll be out tomorrow. Uh, I'm very interested in, uh, in Drew Holiday props tomorrow. But he, just because he's 8K on, on DK, I, still, I, I just feel like it's a little bit too expensive for me. All right, Lakers side. LeBron's 10-5. He's going to get up for this game. This is going to be a big game for LeBron. He's going to go 65-plus fantasy points in this game. He's... Right there with Giannis on the top of the list. We have some big value that we've talked about already. I love the idea of stacking Giannis with a LeBron or an Anthony Davis. I think I like LeBron more, but I could easily see AD having a big game. I think my least favorite of the three, which is probably going to be a thing here a lot, is Westbrook. Um, And then I really don't want any like secondary pieces. I don't want Ariza or Horton Tucker, Malik Monk. I want one of the studs, pair him with Giannis and, you know, run to the run to the checkbook. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, with LeBron back, I think, you know, not even I think it changes the dynamics of this team. Like Malik Monk doesn't have as much upside. Now, the difference is when Russell Westbrook isn't shooting well, they are going to lean on Malik Monk a little bit more. Like, I mean, he played 39 minutes against the Knicks. The problem is he's 6,300 now. And so, him being 6,300 to me is, is basically saying he has no value at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm out on that. Um, it's just LeBron. It's just AD. If I, if I had to choose between the two straight up, I think I'd go with LeBron, um, even though he's just getting back. I mean, man, the man came back off the injury list. Stevie played 40 minutes against the Knicks because this team has got to win games. So, and boy, was I wrong that night. I thought actually LeBron was – LeBron was maybe going to sit one more night and that didn't materialize. And 
he comes right back as if nothing was ever wrong. So LeBron is what would be my, my run back for sure. All right. We got another juicy one here. Will. we got Minnesota oh, at yes. Sacramento, uh, two thirty-three total here. Minnesota is a three point favorite looking at Minnesota first Beverly, um, questionable Prince questionable, Russell questionable, Nas Reed questionable. And on the King side, Marvin Bagley and Darren Fox are both questionable. Um, so a lot of question marks for a game that has a giant total. I think you look at this game as one of those games where, all right, my seven and eight o'clock games did not go as well as I needed to. I need to pivot off of LeBron and Giannis to stacking this Minnesota Sacramento matchup and just hoping that you catch up. I mean, like if you're already behind and you have LeBron and, and Giannis, you're probably not playing too much catch up. Yeah. I mean, even, even if these guys are like, Steve, I think we can stack this game no matter what for me, you know what I mean? Like I'm looking at the game. I'm willing to say, Hey, don't even worry about these other games and take a shot on the midnight hammer that is Minnesota Sacramento. Now, do I want to play pay 10 2 for Carl Anthony Towns? Not really. Do I want to pay 8,300 for Anthony Edwards? Not really. But but these are the spots where you have to take some of those chances if you want to get it done, right? Uh, because this is where the upside lies. You, you, you know, they're playing against um, a fairly poor defensive team. And so they're going to get their chance to shine here. Uh, you know, if Patrick Beverly happens to sit, then, you know, it's going to open up even more. I, you know, I, I like this team a lot. One of the top stats on the slate, I think, in my opinion, especially because of the matchup. I mean, the game, just in general, there's so many different ways that you could potentially stack this game. Um, I mean, I could see Anthony Edwards having a big game. Wing-type players against Kings, that's been a thing for – for years, I could see Carl Anthony Towns having a big game. If Russell sits, I like Edwards even more. If Russell's and Beverly both sit, I mean, Malik Beasley becomes someone that might see some extra run at 4,100. Jaden McDaniels might see some extra run. So injury, injury news is definitely going to play a part in this game. Pay attention to it. Uh, on the Kings side of things, I mean, if Fox sits, Halliburton's expensive, but this game environment is fantastic i like harrison barnes a lot in this game environment um i think mitchell at 5400 if fox sits is very playable a lot of interesting pieces here um on both sides of this game mo heartless has been playing like monster minutes recently yeah that's what i'm saying like to me this is these are the pieces that are going to open up the full stack right yep mo heartless davion mitchell you get those two guys in and you say, now, okay, now what else do I want to do here? Right. Because like you said, they've been playing big minutes. And so now I don't feel so as, as yucky. And I don't want to say yucky about playing Anthony Edwards. Now, if, if D'Lo and Beverly sit like Anthony Edwards at 8,300 is going to feel a lot better, even if I didn't stack the game. Um, and I feel good stacking cat and Edwards taking those two cheat pieces, maybe foregoing Halliburton 
and then taking Harrison Barnes because of the spot, right? And now I've kind of got the stat. I've got the expensive guys on the Minnesota side, the, the cheaper guys on the, the, the Sacramento side, and then I can still play a couple other guys if I like. Still like Giannis, but but I'm I'm willing to to roll the dice on Carl Anthony Towns, especially if D'Lo and Beverly were to sit. Uh, Towns, in my opinion, would have 60-point upside here, and at 10-2 – it's worth it. All right. We finish it out with, I mean, we've gone from two really good games to, Hey, this game, Orlando at Portland, two twenty four and a half total uh, Portland, a, a three point favorite in this one uh, magic. I, I mean, it's the same guys, Michael Carter, Williams, Fultz, Hampton, Isaac Moore out um, Portland, Eric Bledsoe, Lillard, little, Nance Jr. Zeller out. Uh, a lot of trade rumors right now kind of going around CJ McCollum. That's definitely something to kind of worry about. Luckily, you have three games at 10 o'clock. You could make adjustments if that were to be a thing. Um, let's start here on the Orlando Magic side of things. Cole Anthony, 7K. Wendell Carter Jr., 6,800. Jalen Suggs, 6K. I mean, slight interest in Suggs, slight interest in Franz Wagner. But overall, I mean, maybe take a shot on like a Mo Bamba or an Okiki, but I don't really have a ton of interest in the Magic. Yeah, no, no interest in the in the Magic for me at all. Um, the prices aren't bad on all these guys. Like Cole Anthony's down back down to seven K, which I don't hate um, because his minutes have you know been fairly stable, like in the mid thirties if it's competitive. Um, and Portland hasn't shown me that they're going to just be some defensive juggernaut either. Uh, but with, with the odd collection of talent here, I feel like Orlando has been a great prop team for me, Stevie, like in terms of price picks and props. They've been fantastic DFS. I just avoid them and move on. Yeah. I mean, even on the Portland side, it's so hard to get excited really about any of these guys. I mean, maybe you take a shot on Nurk. But he's not even been like crushing value here recently. I know they got blown out the other night. Um, certainly worried a little bit about like the whole CJ McCollum thing. I mean, maybe Simon's at 7K, but overall, it's so tough to trust any of these Portland players. I think if you're taking shots, <laughs> blast from the past, Ben McLemore type plays, Ellaby maybe at 3,400. But yeah, just oof. I'm not playing Tony Snell. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony <laughs> Snell's been crushing our hearts, Stevie. We take CJ McCollum over points and Tony Snell just keeps hitting threes. You know? uh, so, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, but I mean, at any rate, yeah, we're, we're not playing Tony Snell at all. Like just, just forget it. Um, you know, you, you talked about Nurk at 85, like, his upside right now, I think, with CJ playing and Simon's playing and all these other little guards playing that are going to take a lot of shots, his upside is probably about 45 in my book. And I don't need 45 at 8,500. Like, I can – I'll pass on that. So, um, my favorite play from Portland is probably Simon's, but I don't even really want to play him. Yeah, it's – we're going to play the morning grind game is what we're going to play. Um, yeah. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's a cheap guy that you think has a little bit of ceiling on this slate? 
Yeah, we're going to go back to this last game and pray that the minutes stay consistent, Stevie. We, we want the minutes to stay consistent. I, I'm actually going to go with uh, um, Mo Harkless. I mean, that's weird, but at 4K, man, he's been crushing. Yeah, he was one of the guys that I had on my list. I'm going to go Dwayne Washington Jr. from Indiana. If Brogdon sits, this guy's shooting a ton. I could definitely see him having a 7X outing here. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Uh, let's see. That's... <sighs> Give me Chris Paul at 9,500. I like that one. Um so many good plays on this slate. I'm going to go Westbrook at 9K. Um, I like it. Yeah. With a- with Andy Davis and LeBron healthy in this type of game, I just I think he sees the lowest usage at 9K. Uh, favorite 6X play, Will. Who do you got today? It's a lot of those two. Um Give me Davion Mitchell. I, I know I'm using two of those guys. I just I like that. I like that game. I think those guys are a little bit too cheap. I like it. Um, I'm gonna go way off the board, I feel like, and go Brandon Ingram at 9,200 as a yeah. six play today. Yeah. Uh let's get weird GPP play of the day. Someone you think is under 10% that you think is gonna crush. I just had my guy, and then I lost him. 6X, under 10K. Give me, give me Ja, uh, yeah, give me Ja. Give me, give me Ja Morant. You took my guy. Um, hold on now. I like, I honestly have to look now. That was the guy that I was taking. Um, give me, yeah, give me uh, Bobby Portis going up against the Lakers. He might be popular, tough to say on a night before 10 game slate, but um, give me Bobby Portis. So, uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man, it has been a blast, my brother, as always. Always is, my friend. That is going to wrap it up. Um, I will be on Grinders Live at 5 Eastern over there on YouTube. Make sure you come hang out. Uh, will will be, you know, pumping out <laughs> props left and right over there in the Chiefs prop shop. That chat, always a ton of fun. Always feel free to ask Will or myself questions in there. I'm always hanging out. Like the, yeah. I like the prop shop, so... We'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops. We got good slates all week, so it should be fun shows this week. Uh, as always, appreciate everyone listening. Good luck. We will see you again tomorrow.